Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. All right, I hear you enough already with the bonus material. Okay, so this is the last one until episode 250, unless I do an interview between the time I'm recording this and when episode 250 comes out. Um, But those are usually short anyway. They're like 15 minutes, whatever. Get over it. So what is this one about? Well, Some of you may know, some of you might not know, that every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Geekscape YouTube channel and Facebook page, Horror Movie Night does a live show. Uh, It's not any of the content that you get on your feed. It's like a bonus thing that's just for the people watching live for the most part. So it's about an hour to an hour and a half usually in length. And it's us and some guests and we have fun. We goof around. There's like a discussion topic, whatever. But I decided that at the end of each month, I would pull some of the best moments from those live episodes and do like a little like super cut of some highlights. So strap in. I'll introduce each one of these so you kind of know what the background is on each episode. So this first batch is going to come from episode one. We were joined by Chris LaMartina of WNUF Halloween special and Robert Bacon of 91 Donkey Lane. And the topic was our like best debut of a horror icon. And we kind of were free reign with that. It could either be like in the movie, the best time that you've ever seen him uh, for the first time. Or like when you were a kid, what was the first experience you had seeing him? Anyway, we talked to Chris a little bit about what was going on with the WNUF Halloween special sequel. And we talked to Bacon about what it was like being trapped inside his apartment with his co-host, Nate, 
And I think we got some pretty funny content. There's a really great bit towards the end where Bacon is telling us about all of the pop vinyl figures that he has of Eleven from Stranger Things, which I thought was really funny. So enjoy. Our next guest, Scott, was shocked to find out was attractive. Robert Bacon <laughs> of the 91 Donkey Lane podcast. Hey! Hey! Uh, for the record, he didn't say I was attractive. He said, oh, I thought you would look like an incel. So... <laughs> At the very least, I don't look like an incel, but I still could be one. So we don't know. I, mean, I don't know. How much sex have you had because of 91 Donkey Lane? That's what I really want to know. Negative 91. <laughs> I guess we know why it's called that. <laughs> Chris, obviously, the whole reason why everybody's doing these live streams and these podcasts is because, you know, the world's uh, gone to hell. But yeah. you are shooting a movie sequel as it was happening. So what's going on with the WWF well, sequel? We, uh, I mean, this definitely wasn't a good thing. <laughs> so we had, uh, oh boy, this is actually, this is, this is good. This is a good discussion. <laughs> um, so we were set to shoot this really big crowd scene on Easter weekend, <laughs> which obviously didn't happen. Um, so we had about, so we had a large portion of, okay, so, you know, WNUF is, uh, the sequel is very similar to the original where there's commercial breaks. And for the last year prior to this, we were shooting all the fake commercials. Um, and then a lot of the story content was going to be shot in March and then also a little bit in September, October. So hopefully Corona is done by then uh, so we can shoot all the stuff that has to be in cornfield. And Halloween, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Halloween. That's actually the bigger priority. But like uh, – <laughs> We, we basically lost, um, in March and April, we lost like eight shoot days uh, because oh, of this. So, so that's a, uh, it's a pretty big bummer. Um, but at the same time, too, what's been cool about it is I have not been, uh, I've, I've not been uh, just hanging out. I've been doing a ton of stuff for the movie. So we've, we've shot basically all the commercials except for four are all completely done. And the, the reason why those four can't be done is because they require human beings <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've seen some of the ones that don't require human beings and they're amazing <laughs> so yeah because i was out in uh, i was out in akron um cleveland akron area i went like back in uh november it was the end of november yeah 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 it's my little thanksgiving trip I, I wanted to hang out with scott <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, his wife melissa was like out of the country and so he had like a lonely man trip and, and the things that he did was like we hung out and had brunch. Yeah, he got a Freddy. Was it Freddy Two stand up? What was it? Dude, it was okay. So this is so. This is the whole reason was my friend Randy, who lives in this punk house out in um, Columbus. Yeah. She had. I bought a um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was Part Five. Dream oh, Child. Yeah, five. Thank you. From uh, Standee. I bought it from her like a year ago, and I was like, oh, I don't want you to mail that, or it'll get all fucked up. So I drove yeah. out to Columbus to get it, and then it turned into like a Cleveland trip. I did a couple of tiki bars out in Cleveland, yeah, yeah. and um, it was awesome. It was a really good time. But yeah, Melissa was in. Um, uh, and for any of the listeners who might know, Melissa is also in a film I made called Call Girl of Cthulhu. She's the call girl herself. Um, so she was in um, like Malaysia and Vietnam and a couple different areas just doing like backpacking with a, a friend of hers. And um, yeah, so so I decided to go to Cleveland instead of going to other countries. <laughs> we watched The Lighthouse and we want to do Quarantine Tonight again, but all like Lighthouse style with like black and white and heavy dark lighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just the motivation is kind of not there because we're all just so kind of depressed from sitting in the house all day. Uh, and the lighthouse is kind of depressing. Uh, the light, do not watch the lighthouse uh, now. 
It is not good to watch during quarantine, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I just spill it, your beans. Yeah. I actually said that to myself and one of our dogs as I was planting the garden a couple weeks ago because I literally made a fucking mess. See? No. It's just going to drive you into madness. I don't I don't suggest watching that one. You know what uh, a really good double feature is, though? The Lighthouse and then Call Girl of Cthulhu because <laughs> um, it's, they're both, they both have ladies with tenants. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert! Is there a mermaid vagina in the other one? Uh, uh, there's definitely vagina. I don't know if it's mermaid. <laughs> I'm out. I only like the mermaid vagina. That mermaid vagina and ooh, in lighthouse. Sorry, spoilers. There's a mermaid vagina. <laughs> you know, I watched it and I don't remember literally seeing like. Oh, oh, that's, that's oh. awful for me to. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember seeing the mermaid vagina. So I maybe yeah. I'm. Is there an uncut version? I remember I gasped in the theater. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh it I don't know if I watched the uncut version, but there is one hundred percent. You can't confuse it for it, anything else. Well, I mean I own it on Amazon, so I can go back and rewatch it. I don't want to, but I can't go searching for it. <laughs> it's it's all you're gonna be able to think about, and you're not gonna be able to look at a normal one the same. Dude, that's fine. <laughs> I need some excitement in my life. <laughs> Was WNUF after Call Girl? I thought it was before. It was before. It was before. But here's the thing that's interesting. So we were fucking psychopaths. We made, um, we made WNUF. We shot WNUF in October of 2012, and then we we ended up sh we were in pre-production already on Call Girl of Cthulhu, and we didn't shoot Call Girl of Cthulhu until April of 2013. So what ended up happening was. Um, uh, we were. I was editing WNUF while we were in pre-production on Call Girl, which I literally can't fathom having a life like that now. <laughs> now that I'm a little older, like I can't imagine yeah. making two feature films at once while having a full-time job and doing other shit, or like playing in bands and stuff. And because uh, now I'm, I mean, it takes me fucking forever to finish a movie. Period. Now, yeah. um, but like, but yeah, no, we were making both at the same time. Well, I actually, the only things I own is the ones that Nate, my roommate, has purchased me because he thought it was funny. He, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I have eight 11 dolls uh, from like, Stranger from Things. things. <laughs> are they all the same or are they They're all different dolls? ones, a Hot Topic exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought is it would be funny. Traveler? Is that part of his wizard powers? <laughs> Probably. I mean, well, his thing is, he thought it'd be funny if a grown man owned a bunch of 11 things, because <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, why are you really into this prepubescent child? Well, yeah, I'll, should, I'll grab one. Of them. You know what? Anybody yeah. that asks you that, you can just say, why are all those dudes in Hollywood that are dating her into a prepubescent child? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Read up on it. It's fucked up. I don't think I I don't know if I can. I don't trust Drake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Drake's always tweeting advice to her, and I'm like, Drake. He's one of them, but there are older men too. That what's your what's your real name? Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag that lady right now. She's <laughs> she has too many older men friends, and and I don't know what their their plans are, but it's not cool, man. And also, Tom Tom <laughs> says CD Cenobite. Uh, just so you know, Tom CD Cenobite is the best part of the Hellraiser franchise. So I don't even know why you're asking this question. <laughs> You've heard the live episode about Hellraiser three. Uh, it looks awful yeah. just seeing you try to carry all of those. Well, this is only half of them. Uh, this is 11 hospital gown. That's going to be great to own. 
It's eleven in a hospital gown. So that's 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 fucking. Are they all Funkos? Uh, yep. Uh, eleven. Oh, okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah, uh, they're all eleven. This is the hot topic exclusive. Uh, it's just eleven <laughs> in a jacket. So that's worthless. Uh, let's see here. Take them out and play with them then. Uh, we have. Well, then see now there's evidence of me playing with these. <laughs> We have... Dude, they're within they're within grabbing range. I don't this know one's... what else you have to prove. She just has a bloody nose and is elevated. They they're <laughs> there's I don't these ideas. Eleven in a burger t-shirt. <laughs> Worthless. So how much are Funkos just like when you buy them fresh? If they, they were a dollar, he wasted too much money. All right. So now we're gonna jump into Episode two, which was with our friends, the Jersey Ghouls. Uh, and we were also joined by one of our favorite people, the unofficial fourth member of Horror Movie Night, which was, of course, Kyle. And Kyle had posted on Instagram about this essay that he had written about music. And I made him read the essay on the air. And uh, you can enjoy that as well as a little, uh, a few other clips, uh, a little bit of conversation about our time working together on the horror movie night pilot demo. Uh, so strap in, here's some of the stuff from episode two. Without the three people that are on the show, the, the horror movie night pilot could have never happened. Marissa and her husband graciously let us shoot almost all of our talking head segments in there. Kyle came out and directed all of the skits and Jackie sacrificed her eardrums for something that didn't even make the final cut. <laughs> so. yeah, no, Have you been able to taste the Swedish fish? Or did, I, I think I had a, like a Swedish fish like a couple months later and it was just, it was traumatic. There's some PTSD <laughs> with Swedish fish. So I, guys, like we can't go, I can't, I can't right now. So the, the, the wizard behind the curtain is, I mean, and if you need to just, you know, mute, mute us for a second, uh, I, I need to tell the story. So um, we're doing the intro scene at uh, Viva Video and, Kyle is the uh, harbinger uh, who's telling his story. And as he's telling the story, I'm smashing. Literally, I had like one of those um, family I, on my drive. It was like, it was like 200 gold <laughs> or uh, Swedish. Swedish yeah, it was like one of, it was a big ass bag that I found at a, at a gas station or a, you know, like a, a, a service plaza on my way from Ohio to Philly. And I'm just smashing them in my face. I know I'm not actually going to eat them, eat them. And so I'm just like, it'll be funnier if there are more in my mouth. And so like, I literally get like 50 of them in my mouth. And, and I'm just, and poor, poor Jackie has a boom mic right over my head. And I'm like, mom, and like it's, it's, it's dripping down my face. Like I have this spit everywhere. And, uh, and I'm just like waiting. And, and this is my face as he, as Kyle's telling the story. And I go, well, no, and your line was because the scene was that Kyle said that we couldn't rent the VHS copy of Demon Wind. Still can't. And you go, well, we have to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over yeah. and over and over again. Totally out of your face. We had to get is that, that line. Is that, is that somewhere? Like, even uh, though it's like in the. 
I'm sure Brian, if he kept any of the footage, still has it. But yeah, it I is. Didn't keep it I Brian... watched it so many times with him, and I was like, "This is the grossest <laughs> shit you've ever filmed." Yes, yes. And that's con- that's considering that you, Matt, threw up a lot of weird oatmeal. Considering gross too, because it wasn't like fake. It was just you basically yeah. like baby birding it out. It was like, <laughs> oh, dude, if you weren't there that for us sense. recording it, I literally had a bowl of instant oatmeal. And we would do the countdown, like, all right, we're going to go live in three. And I'd scoop a bunch of it into my mouth and then hide behind the camera until I couldn't breathe, basically. Oh, and I just gross. go. Oh. <laughs> You're so method, Matt. I expected it to projectile out a lot more than it did. Come here. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's talk. Let's. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Look who I found. Hey! I actually, I have a wife. <laughs> uh, but the other big thing, Kyle, is you are very active on Instagram, and you posted something yesterday, and I messaged you and said, "I know it's not horror based, but I need you to read this." Uh, I'm not sure if any of the other people on this this chat saw Kyle's childhood music essay that he wrote. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this shit is amazing. So I have to I have to give a, a shout out to my wife that I I, I have one too, Scott. Um her name's, her, name's, uh, her name's Carly and one of her favorite things to do is to fucking make fun of me um for That's everything that i've ever done in uh in a past life in my childhood uh so that goes from like reading my live journal out loud to my friends in college who she had just met um <laughs> to what we did the other night going through a, a pile of my school stuff that uh, my mom had saved uh let it be known that my mom saved everything so it's a lot of like newsletters that don't matter and like math papers that don't matter <laughs> but one of the things that did come out of this was my yearbook um so this is fifth grade it starts out with the pledge of allegiance which uh is, a, cho- is a choice um <laughs> It's, and then, so the second page is just like the 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 letter from the principal that like this is you know whatever the same. It's got to be the same template every, every year. Every year, right? like, yeah. yeah. Um, not to mention, but we were also the last fifth grade class to be at that elementary school because then they moved. Uh, look, I'm part of history. Um, <laughs> so thank you for giving me this platform to read to you uh, music through the ages. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna try to read it straight <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I want to comment on but I'm just gonna let the words just, just do it. okay a uh, hundred out of 245 people do not like music did you do that study yourself did you... what was that did you hard research? <laughs> my work cited isn't included in my yearbook. Are there footnotes? Yeah, I'm gonna need a source check on that. <laughs> not in this, not in this one page essay. I'll tell you that much. Um, a hundred, a uh, hundred out of 245 people do not like music. Do you like music? <laughs> the odds of a person not liking music are 500 in one million. <laughs> The timeline of music has changed a lot. Uh, a 
lot is a lot is bolded and capitalized. <laughs> it's important to emphasize. Um, this is a I used a really interesting quote here. Uh, like Elmo from Sesame Street saying, <laughs> "What makes music? Anything makes music." Uh, end quote. The, wow. <laughs> another uh, hard fact here: the first kind of music was European orchestra. <laughs> let's not fact check it let's just no no yeah. you, you don't need to um, so was, this, was this actually a school or did yeah was this, no this you were homeschooled or anything this no, no, this was, this was, uh, nyanic center school part of the east line public school system uh i was there many other kids were there nobody wrote this <laughs> except me <laughs> um Okay, uh, the first kind of music was European orchestra. This was violin music. Okay. Just a fragment of a sentence. Uh, that's also <laughs> incorrect. Uh, Europe, European orchestra turned into American band music. Yeah, uh, just went from zero. Just A to B. No. Yeah, just quick. <laughs> uh, just, just, oh, uh, uh, American band music. This featured the percussion and woodwind instruments. Um, percussion instruments are any instruments that you hit. Woodwind <laughs> instruments are any instruments that you blow into. Uh, so technical. You can't just imagine these things. You have to know their functionality. Sure. Um, for example, clarinets, flutes, and oboe. Um, that kind of music is still used. Used? Uh, used. That kind of music sure. is still used. Period. In schools, concert, in school concerts, comma, parades, comma, or for fun, period. Um, <laughs> I just, just real quick, there was a teacher. Yeah, that's, the, that's the end of a paragraph, so it's oh, okay, perfect okay. timing. There was a teacher whose job it was to edit that, and they got paid money. Oh, be like, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. That's Mr. That's Mr. Good. Oh, we're <laughs> calling him out. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. He's uh, fine. He was, he was, he was, he's a great teacher. Um, next paragraph, all bold. The saga continues in the timeline of all caps music. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of reveal a little bit there. there oh my God, there. we're only that far? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm working on it. Um, next came ragged music. Rag, R-A-G-G-E-D, ragged music. Um, I really do not know a lot about ragged music, comma, so I can't tell you about it. Not even the proper <laughs> name of the genre. <laughs> that doesn't ragged exist. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do yeah. any research, yeah. so moving on. Ragged. Um, ragged music. After ragged music that I don't know anything about. Um, after ragged music came jazz. Capital J, jazz. This came from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, period. This features the brass instruments period uh brass instruments are instruments you blow into <laughs> okay so now we have a kind of conflict with woodwind instruments um and that are obviously made out of brass obviously don't be an idiot um this includes trumpets comma trombones comma and tubas period here's a riddle for you <laughs> oh change it up it says everything here's a riddle for you what is the same kind of music as jazz comma, but is slower, question mark. It's, anybody know, hold on, anybody is know it, so is far? Is it European orchestra? 
Is it we go back to the start? It's just just a never-ending loop of the same music. Um, no, no. Uh, it's its name is the same as a color. That's that's the next line. Its name is the same. As oh, you're giving color. us a hint. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. it's still another. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 I when I talk to you directly, sometimes it's difficult. Um, <laughs> with the, with <laughs> it's yeah. It's I'm sorry. Its name is the same as a color. What am I? I'm going with the blues. Oh, you guessed it right. It's blues. <gasps> that's the next. That's the next. That's don't worry. That's not me that's telling you. Literally the slower next. jazz. That's yeah. That's, that's the blues. Okay. Um, you guessed it right. That's the blues. This music had the same kind of instruments as jazz. Period. Like I said, comma, it's slower music. Period. Uh, <laughs> there is people... so much sass in this. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait until you get the last. The last oh. line is. Okay, the, let's, the, just, let's yeah, let him please. finish. I'm, I'm, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll just go because I. This is. People sing this kind of. People sing this kind when they are sad. Period. End of paragraph. Next paragraph. <laughs> One uh, word. Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's Wait. my next. She's the next paragraph. All of it. It was Celine Dion. Uh, one word. Rock. <sighs> was just one sentence that was that started the next paragraph can but but can you guess what kind of music this is was the next line well comma do you have an answer yet question mark it's obvious exclamation point rock and roll period uh i'm sorry i'm telling you the punctuation but it's essential uh for the reading of this um drums comma guitars comma it's really the instruments you see now Famous rock bands, colon, Aerosmith, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, and the Beatles, um, period. Then came pop, comma, the dreaded boy bands, comma, with their bubblegum, comma, innocent, comma, quote, I'm a little kid, end quote, look. <laughs> this is brutal. Uh, famous <laughs> pop bands, colon, Backstreet Boys, comma, Britney Spears, comma, and sync. I did use the asterisk and all caps. And- and um, yeah, and in sync. Don't okay. don't you forget it. Um, we never would have thought turntables do anything but play music. Period. This is all. This this is all the same paragraph. I would have told you. Um, rap and hip hop took over music. Period. I am not going to talk about this any further. Period. <laughs> Whoa, that's you're like not talking about rap. We're gonna glaze over that it's a bold choice white kid in the burbs i'm surprised you weren't enamored with rap yeah no this one back it only took me the it only took me the next year to buy the eminem show and then my cousin bought it edited so we traded just to see what how it sounded different um so don't worry but then also the year prior i did a, a biography presentation dressed as justin timberlake so my interests just <laughs> doesn't matter um, okay, uh, last last line of this uh, incredible essay. Thank you guys so much for letting me share this with you. Um, from orchestra to rock, period. From pop to hip hop, period. Music is big, all caps, big, period. Uh, and that is um, that's music through the ages. Yeah. Good uh, job. Thank you all. Thank you. Good job. I'm actually I'm I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> <laughs> for making it through you made it dark hills gaming find yourself a new thing to make it through <laughs>
And finally, episode three, which was done with Fright School. For reasons that I will never understand, Joe's voice came in sounding really, really deep. So there's a clip of us discussing that a little bit. But really, the big thing that I want to focus on this one is we had a conversation about camp. But leading into that, we also broke down RuPaul's Drag Race. And since we are just a couple days away from the final episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, where we'll know who is crowned uh, the the queen this year of Drag Race, uh, we decided to break down what we thought of the contestants in this season. So I figured since we're not going to do a full hour episode, here's a little bit of me and the guys from Fright School breaking down the contestants from this year's competition. I'm okay. still so so wait, we've talked about this before we hit record and I'm still confused. Joe, why is your voice coming through so deeply on this recording? Well, it's just like Joshua said, you know, when you're we the instinct automatically when you're surrounded by straight men is to just <laughs> go to a lower octave. Um, how, how straight do you think we are? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, pretty out, darn. You know. I edit your podcast all the time. I thought we were friends. <laughs> no, it's 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 has nothing to do with you. It's it, it's involuntary. It's like breathing. <laughs> So like if Brian removed Scott and I and it was just the two of you, would it just like snap right back to normal Joe? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh my God. It might. Let's just address it because we're never going to do an episode on it. We're never going to address it again. Who's your favorite for for Drag Race since the finale's in two right weeks? Right now? Yeah. Crystal Method. Okay. Crystal. I'm, yeah, I'm going Gigi. Gigi. Gigi good for me. Yeah. I mean, as much as I, as much, it was Gigi, but honestly, uh, Jada Essence Hall is uh, is starting to win me over. Uh, Jada Essence the, Hall. Right before, right before the final episode, you're like, you know what? <laughs> you're starting to win me over. Look over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. after this whole season has been like, yeah, most of the season's been like, don't even acknowledge that this particular queen is even here. Yeah, which has been really weird, but yeah. that's fine. Which again is so unfortunate because uh, Scott, you were saying that you've kind of dropped out. You haven't been I haven't watching watched the last okay. two seasons. I just can't which say is it's actually too much bullshit for me. This has been such like a return to like really good. Like I mean, for a long, you know, for several years, I was kind of the same way. I feel like I've been being dragged to. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> I've been being <laughs> forced to watch Drag Race, you know, just because mm -hmm. it's like it's our duty, you know. <laughs> it's also like habit, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's all. I mean, it's fun with a group of people and all of that kind of thing. But it's just like, yeah, there's been so much drama and just so much like, God, these aren't even talented queens. Like you could just tell right from like the last couple seasons, you saw the top five a mile away. Oh my gosh, we just have to slog to get to it. This year, I think it's been really a nice return to form. They found some really incredible queens and really cool people, you know, just yeah. like outside of it, just they're, they're outside of one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was saying to you uh, earlier. Yeah, I told you yesterday, like, this was the first season where it just felt like everybody got along backstage, so they didn't yeah. have any way to get them to fight with each other. Yeah. So just, like, totally talented people doing talented things for, for 12 episodes. And I was like, this is yeah. great. This is yeah. charming. This is nice. Like, But, yeah, Cher Sherry Pie, who in any other circumstance would be the person I'd be gunning to see win. Oh, yeah. But, like, before the season yeah, even started. It's been very part, tough. Yeah. It's, like, before the season even starts, it's, like, hey, so allegations came out that she's been catfishing 
so many people in New York for years and is a terrible, terrible predator of human yeah. beings. So and then admitted it and released yeah, was, her own statement. Yeah. Yeah. That was so yeah. not even like uh where where was the fixers on that? You know? Yeah. Well, and it's like, so uh, weird seeing the edits. Like you can watch like Scott, they literally just would edit her out of runways. They would edit her out of talent. Oh, she's company. the one that you mentioned, like yeah. at the beginning, or uh, it's like a month ago or something like that. You were like, yeah. "There's this one person on Drag Race this season that you just doesn't. She doesn't even exist." Yeah, yeah. like they just try to yeah. edit around it, and she's one. But she's two of, killing two, it. <laughs> yeah, she's so she's like everything that I look for in a drag queen. Like she she just does like comedic old like weird drag like she just is very good at what she does just as unfortunately a terrible person behind the scenes and like what what has been kind of cool is how she'll win like she'll win certain rounds like certain maxi challenges and stuff like that and at the end of the episode it'll just tell you like five thousand dollars we're supposed to go to sherry pie we've decided to donate to this charity like yeah like they just wouldn't they completely alienated like cut her out didn't show her unless yeah. she was like focal to like who won that round and like she made it to the final four but is not welcome to perform in the finale and like yeah. not wow. welcome to the reunion or anything yeah. because wow. they film everything a year in advance so course, like yeah. this this is nothing that they could have foreseen um what i will say about like what i will say about sherry pie is the fact that like i think removing editing her out actually really gave us like us meaning the audience the chance to look at like to to focus the narrative on other people where sherry pie may have taken up a lot of space in like our consciousness and what the editors and the producers might have might have put forth and so like we had the chance to like really focus in on like a crystal method on um, a widow von du and that sort of thing and you know and sherry pie is included in what i'm about to say next is that this was the first season in a long time where i was genuinely surprised by how people did and how the different queens did in their performances like i usually in the last couple of seasons it's been like oh you obviously are the instagram look queen who doesn't know how to like doesn't know that she needs to be funny and takes us too seriously when like this season it's constantly been like oh i completely mischaracterize you i completely mischaracterize you and by the end of it you are rooting for people who like when the season started never root for so yeah Gigi i really Blair. If yeah, nothing else, GG good watch, for sure. If nothing else, just watched Gigi Good's performance in the Snatch Game, which was like literally when she walked out. You're like, like you said, Joe. I 100. I was like, okay, great. Just another Instagram drag queen that's super gorgeous and has no other things to back it up. And then did the impossible of being like, I'm going to do Snatch Game as a robot, and <laughs> and RuPaul being like. I don't think I can bounce back and forth with the robot. I really don't think you should do it. And she's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it stole the show. Yeah, it was because great. It was the best physical performance I've ever seen. Like her struggling to pick up her cards because she doesn't have like good fingers to grab things and like just doing these weird head movements while she's just sitting there. Uh, I think yeah. you sold me on this season. Dude, dude yeah. it's great. Sherry yeah, Pie also... I will say Sherry Pie for all the negatives, the Kathleen, the Catherine Hepburn snatch game bit. Of, it was amazing. It was so so for yeah. her snatch game, she just had scribbles written across every single card. 
And when they would go to her, she would hold up the card and just look at it confused for a few seconds and then just say whatever the celebrity had said the answer was. Like yeah, it was so brilliant. Much. I mean, it was, nobody had ever done that before. I'm like, what a great idea. Like, oh, sure. It's exactly what they said. I mean, it was <laughs> great. Ugh, it's so frustrating. Um, to Logan's comment about being um, a pretty queen for a straight man, you must watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Secret Celebrity, and you can watch several straight men uh, kill it in drag. That um, is true. Which, like, you, no one really, just like Untucked, no one really needs to watch uh, Secret Celebrity. Um, plus, you know, if you're if you're like Joshua, you probably won't know like more than half of the celebrities that are on it. Um, but... Celebrities. Yeah, celebrities. The veritable I, who's, I, that. who's that? <laughs> I was really excited. I was really excited when they did the celebrity edition of Drag Race this year because it meant that I could shut off my TV 30 minutes earlier than I usually do. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not a two-hour episode anymore. It's just 90 minutes. Boom. <laughs> like, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed some of those clips. And like I said, if you want to watch us live, it is on the Geekscape YouTube channel and Facebook page. And it's every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Um, you don't hear it that much in the clips, but we are responding to comments. We're talking to people who are watching in the live stream as well. So it's a super, super interactive hour. Come check it out. It's so much fun. You can stream it on wherever. You know what I mean? Like you could be sitting at your work desk and have it open on the other screen for all we care. But come and check it out. I think it's a very good time. It's something that I love doing. And I hope to continue doing it, even if the quarantine. And not let's not say if. Let's say when. That's on me. Even when the quarantine ends, it's something that I look forward to doing in the future. So thank you guys so much for dealing with all of this bonus material. I think I dropped an additional four hours of content in your lap uh over this memorial day weekend so pretty 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 good all right we'll be back on thursday with episode 250 do you like to laugh geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth if so you need to subscribe to one hit thunder Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 